0: I'm John. I'm Keith. And this is... Flamadale. Your somewhat reliable source of information. For most things. Absolutely. So, Keith, this is our inaugural podcast. Tell us what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Well, today we're going to be talking about health and wellness. And let me say, inaugural podcast, I am super excited to be doing this, man. man. I am pumped up. And um, we're going to be talking about health and wellness today. There's a lot of flumadiddle out there about health and wellness. Absolutely. Let me uh, read an article for you here, John. All right, let's hear it. Well, I'm not even going to read the article. I'm just going to read the title. It's uh, breakingmuscles.com. Here's the title of this article. The Great Egg Debate. Four reasons you need to stop eating eggs. All right. Sounds good, right? Perfect. We're going to stop eating eggs.
0: No, let's don't. Why? Surely there's an article somewhere that says it's the greatest thing ever.
1: Well, how about this one? AuthorityNutrition.com, six reasons eggs are the healthiest food on the planet. (laughs) There you go. I like that better. So we're going to stop eating them even though they're the healthiest food on the planet because the first article said stop eating them.
0: So there's the flumadiddle, folks. That's what the whole thing is about. Two average guys of, I guess it's debatable, but we'll say average intelligence maybe. That are slogging their way through the informational wasteland. So, so how do we figure out? We we've got all these different things, these different articles. One says this, one says that, one says use this diet or this exercise, whatever the topic may be. But uh, how do we uh, even make a choice between any of that stuff, Keith?
1: I don't. There there is a lot of flimflimiddle out there about your health and your wellness. Um, and really, there's even flimflimiddle about the terminology. Yes, there is. As we research this.
0: Who knew that health, and wellness, well-being, wholeness, all these words are like the same thing depending on who you ask or completely different depending on who you ask. Right.
1: So I guess we need to start by defining what we mean by each one.
0: I think that's a good idea. Yeah, whatever we're talking about, if it doesn't match your definition of what that word is, we're going to kind of define that so we're not arguing semantics. So, so Keith, what you got for health? What is health?
1: So f- health, to my best understanding, of the average Joe, is overall physical, mental, and spiritual well-being.
0: Well-being. See, I thought that was wellness, but apparently the, the experts, you know they. They. They told yeah. us that's not so.
1: you got to listen to they. You know, the Internet's never wrong.
0: Well, I found something along those lines, a definition of health that's been around for a long while by the World Health Organization, and they say basically that health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Now, I don't know about complete, because as you and I have talked about before, sometimes we can be a little on the perfectionistic side, and we're not going for perfection, we're going for progress. Right. So we may not be complete, but we're going to at least head in the right direction towards health and well-being.
1: Right. And so that kind of leads us into what wellness is, which we're not going to talk about that today, but what, how do we define wellness, would you say?
0: Well, I found a couple of good definitions. Let's see the quality or state of being in good health, especially as an actively sought out goal, lifestyles that promote wellness.
1: Right. So it's kind of wellness is the attitudes toward optimal health.
0: So if we're headed towards health, wellness is the road we're traveling on to get there. Right.
1: And in my opinion, although health is defined as the emotional or they say mental, the mental and spiritual well-being as well as physical, wellness has a lot to do with that mental and spiritual part.
0: Absolutely. And Keith, now let's, let's just make this clear. None of this applies to us because we are perfect, beautiful, sexy specimens of manhood in every way possible.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, uh, been on magazines like three or four times you at know.
0: least. So, but for the peons out there, our dear listeners <laughs> to be, this will be of great benefit.
1: Yes. And don't get so caught up in the terminology. Um, doesn't matter, because what we're going to talk about is just how to make you healthy and how to make you want to be healthy.
0: Exactly. So for our um, purposes this evening, afternoon, day, whatever it is for you when you're listening, when we talk about health, today we're primarily going to be talking about your physical health, your well-being, specifically diet, food choices, exercise, fitness, that sort of thing.
1: Right. So, John, why would you want to diet? I mean, I know we don't need to diet, but so sexy, but why would someone want to die? I guess I wouldn't want to,
0: but if I had to, um, we hadn't told the folks a whole lot about us. We said we'd reveal a little bit as we go, but without going too deep, we're both work in the hospice field. Right. So we see a lot of people who are reaping the fruits of bad lifestyle choices. Absolutely. Not everybody, but especially heart disease and certain cancers, COPD, lots of stuff that we see every day. It's very preventable if you start early enough. So when you see that kind of thing over a long period of time, if you're not of the greatest physical health and well-being, it can surely motivate you. A desire to live longer, maybe aches and pains, that right knee gives me a lot of trouble sometimes. I'm thinking maybe some less weight on that would be of great
1: benefit. So, Right. What's some other possible motivations?
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing I think of is we all know without – bringing in our political opinions about things that the state of the health insurance situation is tentative to say the least and it's gotten much more expensive with substantially less coverage and so for me I want to be as healthy as possible And you know we're gonna have some guest interviews later on you guys are gonna love a couple of uh, ladies that we know that have lost over a hundred pounds each and their motivations and reasons for changing uh, differs but I know for many that initial desire to look better or to feel better, as we move along and become more confident, it really flows into what is called well being. Right. Our sense that things are okay with the world, our confidence in what we can do and achieve, and that sort of thing. Tell you what, Keith, hold on. What's that I hear? Okay, we're going to pause here just a moment for a word from our sponsors.
1: Deciduous. Deciduous. All right, John. So, we talked about some reasons why to change. I mean, just overall longevity, feeling better, not aching, not hurting, also looking good, feeling more good energy, about yourself. Man. Yeah, more I energy. I need some energy for real. Absolutely. Your blood pressure goes down when you lose that gut. All kinds of reasons to lose the weight, to start eating better. You know, if you've got young kids, think about that. You know, you, Absolutely. you want to live long and healthy for them. They they don't want a couch potato. They want somebody to get out there and play with them, right? Absolutely. we both got young kids and uh boy they keep us hopping for sure so we know why we want to be healthier um what motivates us but i think a lot of the reason why some people get stuck in the same old same old and they just don't, don't ever get started in eating healthier is because of all the flum out there about how to live a healthier life so that's what we need to cut through right now john how do you live a healthier life
0: Well, let's break it down into two parts for our situation tonight. We're going to be talking primarily about diet. And when we say that, at least from my perspective, I'm not talking about going on a particular diet. Right. I'm talking about long term. And you'll hear from the ladies that we're going to speak with later about the ideas of lifestyle change. If I really want to have lifelong health and well-being, I'm going to have to make some changes that are for the long run. There's things I'm going to have to cut out of my diet or certainly eat very infrequently. Right. You know, as much as I love pizza or ice cream or whatever your downfall may be, salty crispy snacks, highly processed foods, that kind of stuff, it's just not going to be able to have the place in my life that it has in the past if I'm going to have long-term health and well-being. Right. So, how do you get to that point? I don't know. That's the mystery. We talked a little bit about some of the reasons, but how any individual person finally gets to that point where it sticks. Uh, For me, I think it's the aches and pains. You know, I'm ready to see some change in that, so... Why don't we start out talking about diet, how to eat without going on a diet. So many things these days. Keith, tell us us some of the types of eating or diets that you're aware of.
1: Okay, so you mentioned a couple different things there. You mentioned you didn't just want to eat healthy to lose weight, but also for longevity. Well, those things can be the same and they can be different. You could probably kickstart yourself with a weight loss diet and then uh, after that eat something that's going to be more sustainable. But probably would be wiser to try to lose weight with something that you're going to go ahead and sustain for a long time to start with. Personally, I've been on a low-carb diet lately, and there's some science behind that. But the simple science behind weight loss diets is calories consumed versus calories burned.
0: Right, absolutely.
1: Just to throw this out there, I I read an article one time about this guy who lost weight eating junk food. You know, like, how, how in the world does he eat junk food? He literally ate, like, Twinkies, drank Dr. Peppers. Well, the thing was is he'd eat a Twinkie, you know, three hours later, drink a Dr. Pepper. Three hours later, <laughs> eat a Twinkie. Guy was starving, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah, no no nutrients. Right. Nothing for health-wise. He can lose weight, though.
1: And what's crazy, though, is that his blood pressure was good and his cholesterol was good afterwards and all that, so that, that's kind of some more flumbadoodle there. You don't know what to believe, but there was no long-term studies on that. So that's the Dr. Pepper Twinkie diet. We suggest that you all try that immediately. <laughs> I've tried that a lot, but I kind of doubled the portions, so, or triple, maybe more. I don't know. So some of the people
0: we talked to, let's talk about this a little bit, and we'll hear more from Jamie later. So you hear a lot about a paleo diet. You know anything about that, Keith?
1: Yeah, the paleo diet is, uh, in a nutshell, it's clean eating. Um, They stay away from processed foods a lot.
0: Yeah, that's a big EIC light reading.
1: And it's it's very similar to low-carb, except it allows for fruit, which actually fruit would be a no-no in the low-carb diet because it's high in glucose. Gotcha. But the uh, paleo does allow for it because it's considered a natural food. It's natural sugar. So if it's something God made,
0: meat, fish, vegetables, fruit, nuts, we eat it.
1: Right. So they're trying to go back kind of to uh, the original way of eating early man.
0: And uh, there's certainly some wisdom in that. I've read that if you really want to lose weight and you if you're really looking to get a low body fat percentage, that's a certain way to go. It requires a lot of discipline, though. So how much discipline do you have? Do you want to take baby steps or can you do it instantly? One one thing that got me motivated, there's a guy named Arthur Borman that a lot of people have seen his video on Facebook or online. He's a former um, Special Forces, jumping out of airplanes kind of guy, paratrooper, that's what I'm trying to think of. So years later, he's a special ed teacher. He's gained so much weight. He can't hardly move. He can't walk without crutches. Mm. And he made dramatic changes overnight once he decided to kind of go with this plan, the DDPY thing. It's a yoga and food-based situation. And he started eating clean overnight and had dramatic results. But he says that his intensity and fortitude as a paratrooper is what helped him achieve that years later, even though right. he was in the health he in. And I don't quite have that paratrooper Mentality, so, it, so I'm gonna yeah. be more of a baby steps kind of guy, you
1: know. So he already had kind of like a, an ability to have willpower built in through his past experiences, exactly. And willpower is something that's very important. Um, I, we recently, Shugs, you know, our our unseen hero in the corner, exactly. You know, he just something clicked with him. The doctor told him he needed to go on a diet, and it was just something clicked just overnight, and just yeah. overnight.
0: A brother that would loved food. And I'm sure he still loves food, but he is definitely eating much healthier, much cleaner. Yeah. And feeling the results of that. So we're proud of him and
1: And he's also doing the low carb. And low carb, you know, you hear that a lot. There's different types of low carb. There's uh there is the ketosis that you can go into. And I'm I may have totally blew that, but I think that's what it's called ketosis. I think that's and, right. And uh we'll go with ketosis. Yeah, sounds good. It's somewhat reliable ketosis. source of Um so anyway, ketosis—you go into that when you're like 20 carbs or less per day, and the idea behind that is you're burning fat, your insulin levels are are low, and insulin does two things: it tells your it, it lowers your blood sugar, but it also oh tells Keith got sugar. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, uh, uh, you know, I, I give everybody sugar, so I have to lower my sugar. But it also tells your body to store fat, and so the idea is keep your insulin level low, but the thing about staying in ketosis is it's a very big appetite suppressor. You don't ever get hungry if when you're in ketosis. And so for people who are dieting, that's a big deal. Right. Because absolutely. most diets that you go on, there's kind of this time at some point where you're hungry and you're just like no, I just can't do it. I just got to stay away from it. And right. it takes a whole lot of willpower when you're starving to stay away from food. But that's one reason why a lot of people like the ketosis level of low carb. Now, there's other levels of low carb, like we're eating about 100 carbs, and that's easier for some people who enjoy some sweets and stuff so they can still get their sweets. But the only fallback is, is you might still get hungry with some of those insulin spikes and stuff.
0: Right, okay. Well, here's another way that I've been big on, and it's sustainable. You know, Like you said, you might want to jumpstart things. But a big thing for everybody, no matter what you're doing, is the idea of portion control. Yes. I just figured that a long time ago. When you start looking up this health and wellness stuff and you realize all the conflicting information, it's, it's amazing. It's kind of like being a new parent. You look up this stuff online or you read these books about sleeping and eating and how to discipline your children and do these things, and you read one book and the next book, and they both tell you completely opposite things, that if you discipline your kid this way, you're horrible. And if you don't discipline your kid this way, you're horrible. Oh, but you have to let them go to sleep this way. And another one says, no, you're terrible if you do this. Yeah, because this I mean... so much conflicting information.
1: They tell you over and over and over again not to shake the baby. But when that baby is crying in the middle of the night and you haven't had any sleep, you just, I mean, you look at that baby, you're like, I think I'm going to shake this baby. But then
0: you don't anyway.
1: No, of course not. Okay, just checking, just making just, sure. Just, We're not, there's no baby
0: shakers here now. Come on, y'all.
1: Get serious. I mean, Get you're real. sitting there thinking... This kid's driving me crazy. I think I'm gonna shake this baby. But you don't shake the baby because you love your baby. But the thing is though is you get all this information, then you don't Health really and wellness. <laughs> I'm just
0: <laughs> This is rolling, man. Keep going Keep Yeah. going. Yeah, we got off rolling. a
1: little track off the okay. All right, so anyway But it's the flumadiddle. That's it is. the point. Yeah, you know, cutting through the nausea. So how do you nonsense. know what
0: to do? Paleo is kinda of, you have to you have to restrict yourself, that's really hard. Even the low carb thing you have to restrict yourself, mm-hmm. that's really hard. But for portion control, in some ways, that's pretty easy. Yeah. Because without having to – now, some people count calories. That's another thing. But with portion control, if I'm eating two-thirds – or let's say I'm eating – yeah, two-thirds of the food I was eating before. Well, I'm automatically getting a third less fat, a
1: third less sodium, a third less carbs, a third less of everything. And I think uh, one of the keys to portion control – would be to eat multiple meals instead of, like, three big meals because when you eat less meals, you get really hungry in between. That makes sense. And it's sense. very hard to keep those portions down when you're really, you know, you're just ravaging hungry. You just want to eat, eat, eat. And so eating snacks in between, that will help you with your portion control. Now, what Keith and I said earlier when we introduced ourselves is that
0: this is your somewhat reliable source of information. Right. try to say that again in English. Your somewhat reliable source of information – For most things. So at the end of the day, as we talk about all this, we're not going to lay it all out there and give you some final epiphany, revelation, or answer. We want to equip you as flumadiddlers to be able to go look up information yourself and make those determinations.
1: Right. And, you know, I find that when I want to look up information about subjects that there's a lot of flumadiddlers about, I just almost get frustrated and just kind of turn it off and just forget about it. And so, what we do for you is we sort through a lot of this baloney for you, a lot of this little for you, and then we can lay it out here in a little more clear way. Absolutely.
0: You know. Maybe give you some pointers to go by anyway. So, but the bottom line, whatever we choose to do, Keith, depending on how much, if you have the willpower of a paratrooper, you know, maybe go hardcore paleo tomorrow. Right. Or if you have a dollar of willpower also to do the carb thing, do that. If you don't, hey, you know what, start this week and cut out one thing that's right. unhealthy for you. And over time, build up. that Those little victories build a certain confidence and motivation. As you set small goals, it's kind of a snowball effect as you slowly roll on down the hill and build up your confidence. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And one thing that I've been mentioning lately uh, to my buddy John here is that, uh, you know, yes, on the low carb, I have increased my fat intake. And whereas some research will tell you that uh, there's really not a lot of evidence out there that that hurts you, there's other research that says that hurts you very much. You know, there's a lot of flummoxed about that, so you don't really know what well, does that hurt me or not. But one thing I do know is that abdominal fat is terrible for your heart. And so what you're and your saying health. is
0: we've got some abdominal voluptuousness happening.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, we We've got us a, a keg down there, and uh, <laughs> so. What I'm saying though is that like I can go on that low carb, which may not be the healthiest way to eat in the world. It may be, I don't know, because like I said, you a know. lot of flummoxeddle. But I know that this gut is terrible for me.
0: We know that's unhealthy for sure.
1: And so I can get that off, and then maybe go from there. But there's some other diets out there. We mentioned uh, paleo, low carb. Uh, we got the low fat, which is basically a way to reduce calories. Yeah,
0: I think that's old school now. I'm not feeling the whole low-fat, so there's a little I'm not um, public service announcement for you.
1: Yeah, I'm not either. I, and probably through this podcast, you can kind of see which ones me and John favor by the way we talk about them. But how about some just basic diet tips? Some, what's some things we just definitely need to stay away from no matter what okay, diet so, you're on?
0: Yeah, that's where I was headed too, Keith. So let's put it this way. The less processed stuff is, the better. Some vegetables out of the produce section is gonna be much healthier than a bag of chips or Doritos or candy bars. I mean, we we have to use our common sense. We really know a lot of what's healthy for us or not. right? I'm determining that look for a lot of added sugars. If it's got tons of sugar in it, probably not healthy for you.
1: Refined sugar is one of the worst things that probably happened to our society.
0: It tastes good, but it's the devil.
1: It is, it it destroys, uh, you know, increased diabetes, uh, increased obesity. All kinds of health problems come from refined sugar. So that's my trick right now.
0: I'm watching out for my added sugars, refined sugars. I'm okay with fruit and the naturally occurring stuff, but I'm trying to cut out some processed foods and the sugar. So that's well, a Well, let's thing. cut through
1: some flamadidol on that sugar for the audience, um, for the listeners. What are some major things you find refined sugar in?
0: Oh, certainly all your candies, your sweets, that kind of thing. But you'd really be surprised at how much added sugars in stuff like yogurt or crackers even. Or you'd be surprised how much sugars in like your hamburger buns. I forget what the percentage was that I heard, but a large percentage, something over 70% of all products on grocery store shelves have added sugar in it. Your ketchup. Your barbecue sauce, seventeen grams of sugar. I think it was like in a tablespoon of barbecue sauce, something like that. It's amazing. So those things are hard, though.
1: But one big thing too is uh, sodas. Yeah, sodas. sodas yeah, um, I don't thankfully I don't drink
0: sodas as as I won't say I'm unhealthy, but I'm certainly not a specimen of health. But uh, thankfully, I do drink lots of water. There's another good one. Cut out your tea. Cut out your whatever. Cut out your sodas. Oh my gosh, that's a huge one. I know people who ate fairly decently but drank lots of soda and they just cut out soda and dropped maybe 25 pounds Yeah, like there's so
1: much sugar in soda and they're drinking several a day so what's a couple of other tips let's see um
0: eat out less cook at home more uh, here's a little shopping tip what i've heard shop the perimeter of the grocery store
1: yeah they seem yes. to put the the good stuff on the perimeter yeah Stay got, off the
0: middle aisles as much as possible.
1: Yeah, because you got your box food in the middle. So All the processed, processed stuff, stuff,
0: canned stuff, as much as you can get fresh.
1: Yeah. On the outside you usually got your produce and your dairy and uh, stuff like that. Dig it. Just, dig it dig, dig
0: it. it. So that's some basic stuff. Take that information and use that in your own research. Find what works for you. That's the main thing.
1: Yeah, so you know, set some goals. What what is your goal? What are you wanting to achieve? Right. That, that's probably the first thing you need to do. Because really, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was probably Benjamin Franklin that said it, but you, you don't know where to go if you don't know where you're going. Exactly. Right?
0: Sure. Interestingly enough, nobody knows. I saw an article here recently. It was about that quote that you attribute to, like, Kafka or Roosevelt or whoever. They didn't say it. Hemingway. They probably didn't say it. Yeah. Check your facts. Don't be diddling up social media with fake quotes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But That's yuck. You guys set some goals. Set them. And then, Work like I said, Keep find them. something that motivates you. What's your motivation? And remember that motivation. And find something that works for you. Something you can stick to. Right on, right on, my brother Keith. I don't know what Kafka or
0: Edison or any of the rest of those cats would have to say about fitness, well-being, or transformation, but I do know what our friend Jamie would have to say about such things. Jamie? Jamie
1: Ellis? Jamie Ellis. I love Jamie Ellis. She's my friend. The one, the only, Hickey. Oh,
0: Hickey. Well, Jamie has lost a significant amount of weight, has kept it off for quite some time, and is really a good example for us.
1: Right. I think she would be a great example for our listeners. That'll give you some motivation here and, a real-life example of someone who has significantly changed their life.
0: So today we'd like to welcome to the podcast a friend and coworker, Jamie Ellis. Jamie, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. And on this podcast, we're going to be talking about health and wellness. And Jamie has lost a substantial amount of weight and have managed to keep it off. So we want you to share with us today, Jamie, about how you did that, what works for you, hoping you can give us a little wisdom and guide us down the path there. So, tell us a little bit about yourself first.
2: Okay, well I'm a 44-year-old hospice nurse. I have one 16-year-old son and I've been on the paleo diet now for over a year and a half. Um, I've lost 113 pounds so far.
0: Well that's awesome, Jamie. What do you think was your initial motivation? Have you been overweight for a long time? Have you tried many times before? What was different about this time that it stuck, sort of?
2: Well, I've been overweight for over 25 years, or I had been. And it started out, after I got married, I stopped smoking. And I traded one addiction for another addiction. I traded my uh, smoking habit for my uh, for an eating habit. So... uh I gained a substantial amount of weight, I was over 300 pounds when I started this diet and so my initial motivation was watching my 600 pound life on TV. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I watched all these television shows about weight loss and uh, I saw Richard Simmons cutting people out of the house so I didn't want that to be me.
0: <laughs> no Richard cutting you out of the house. No. Well, that's a good initial motivation. That's awesome. So, you mentioned that you did the paleo diet. Tell us a little bit about that and the exercise that you
2: do. Okay, the paleo diet is a diet where it's a clean eating diet where you eat mainly um, grass fed organic meats and uh, you eat organic vegetables, organic fruits, and uh, no grain, uh, no dairy and uh, it's just a great lifestyle change just clean eating.
0: I think that's the key you hear that term a lot lifestyle Mm -hmm. change but it's really true diets just don't work I know myself being overweight I've done diets and lost weight and yo-yoed back so you have gotta find something that works for you and obviously this diet has worked for you what kind of physical activity do you like to partake?
2: I go to the gym three to four times a week I spend about an hour in there doing cardio and some, some weights, some of the machines. Uh, I just do something different every time I go. Just try to change it up, keep it different, keep uh, me motivated.
0: Well, that's the next thing I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Your initial motivation was the 600-pound line. Yes. You, know, you were just ready to make some changes. So has your motivation changed any along the way? since then, or is it similar to when you first started?
2: Well, it's similar to when I first started. I just, uh, when I I first started, you know, the the television shows and all that were kind of getting me worried. But now, um, I just don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to that. I feel so much better. I had to have a hip replacement in 2010, and I was to the point I couldn't walk. Uh, I got to the point where I was having to have help walking having to take narcotic pain medicine daily, and I just got to the point I had to do something about it to change. The, the lifestyle changed, the diet changed, the exercise. I'm not taking any more narcotic pain medicine. I'm off all prescription drugs. I was on about 10, at least, a day.
0: Well, that's awesome, Jamie. We appreciate you sharing that with us. And one more question I want to ask you. As we've been reading, or as I've been reading, there's a lot of back and forth about motivation versus discipline. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they have to be in conflict with each other, but where does that come into play? I know sometimes we're just not motivated to eat right. We want to have the pizza. We want to have the donuts. We want to do this. And maybe every now and then that's okay. But what is, uh, when you think of discipline, what do you think of?
2: I think I, I just can't give myself a choice. I don't give myself a choice. I just do it. And, you know. You just can't think about it too hard, or you won't do it. So well, I try not to think about it, and what makes, me, what keeps me motivated is the way I feel. I feel great. I, I have no pain. Uh, and if I eat, if I go back, we went to Hawaii in December, and I ate what I wanted to in Hawaii, and I felt horrible my whole trip. So when I got back, I started right back on my diet, and I felt wonderful again.
1: All right, so there's... Um... This podcast is named Flumadiddle, Mm -hmm. which means utter nonsense. And there's a lot of utter nonsense about diet and exercise, healthy living, healthy eating out there. Has there been some of that experience in, in your journey through this?
2: There's a lot of crazy diets. I mean, I've been on so many different ones over my lifetime, but this one is the only one that's worked, really.
1: What's some of the other things you tried?
2: I tried the three-day cardiac diet where you ate hot dogs and tuna. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and um, you ate grapefruit. Yeah. It was awful, yeah. <laughs> Peanut butter and toast. So that was awful. For three days, you you're just about starved for three days. Goodness.
1: What's the worst one you tried? That one?
2: That was probably the worst, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, leave us with some encouragement or some words of wisdom
2: what well, do you got
1: to say for us
2: I just say don't think about it too much just do it just keep going just keep at it
1: you can do it
2: yeah you can do it
1: <laughs> right you're a big success story and um, we're hoping you know you can be a motivation to the listeners who listen to this podcast but um, you know that if you had one piece of advice to give them what would it be
2: just believe in yourself just keep going don't give yourself a choice just do it the Lord wants you to do good succeed you know through prayer and just keeping yourself motivated that's the way i keep going
0: well jamie thank you for joining us here on flumadiddle today we appreciate you and much continued success for you well
2: thank you very much
0: there you have it folks i sure hope jamie's story will be an encouragement and a motivation to you as you move ahead hey guys and gals thanks for listening i really hope you enjoyed the show and if you did please do us a favor Hop over on iTunes, Google Play Music, wherever you listen to your podcasts at, and give us a five-star rating. We sure
1: would appreciate it. Hey, also check us out on Facebook and on our website at doyouflummadiddle.com. So, Keith, what's going to be some topics we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks? I don't know, John, but I got an idea, though. Why don't we let the listeners decide? Oh, I like that, man. That's a good idea. How can we go about doing that? Or well, they can email us at doyouflummadiddle at gmail.com. That's doyouflummadiddle at gmail.com. Remember, that's 1M, not 2. 2 is a dessert. Well, that's awesome. So, y'all send
0: us some topic ideas, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much again for listening to our really big show. Peace out.